0: So you guys know this is a newer podcast and I'm not running any ads at this time. I don't have any sponsorships yet. I'm not trying to sell you guys anything either, but literally, I just want to give you the tools and the knowledge from either my past experience or those of my guests to save you time, money, and heartache. So the only ask I could ever have from you is to help me spread the word out there to more entrepreneurs and more career-driven professionals like us so that we can feel more confident, perform better for our teams and our clients, and ultimately make more money to provide for our families. And the only way that we can do that is if we rate and review and share this podcast. So the single ask that I have of you is that if you could leave a review, share it with a friend, it should take less than 10 seconds to, And I know your time is valuable, but it would absolutely mean the world to me. And more importantly, it might change the life for someone else. Welcome to the business of being healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for Filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. Hey, so if you're tuning in right now, you're going to need to watch this on YouTube. It's so
1: random, so random.
0: But it's so good because I feel like there was there's the box, right? Um, And I'm like, okay, well, that's there. And then it just started illuminating boop, you.
1: Boop, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you're going to have to show like the Alexa version, right? Because I, I want to see. I
1: like- know. Well, because here's the thing. If I say it to her, it'll turn the camera off.
0: Oh gosh, don't do that.
1: And so, but I have it set up. So when I walk in my office, I literally tell her to turn on uh, the, the name of the show and everything turns on the TV and opens the studio. And I'd literally just have to sit down and hit record. <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. Podcast studio um, goals right there. We're going to work on that.
1: Ready? (laughs) And here's the craziest part. I built the entire studio with all the equipment for under $6,000.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I feel like you could um, build an Amazon store
1: yeah, uh, yeah. In it. I'm t- I'm too busy talking about the other stuff, though. This is just kind of my geeky <laughs> hobby I do behind the scenes to sharpen my mind.
0: Okay, okay. Well, that's fair. All right. Well, that's exactly what we're gonna do in do in this uh, time we have together is sharpen our mind. So, welcome all of our listeners to the show here on the business of being healthy. Um, literally. I'm leaving all of this in. So you're tuning in. You're getting the behind the scenes of the podcast, getting ready as we prep and go live. But today's guest is someone that I just met recently and has had a a profound impact on my life and continues to in in various ways that he doesn't even know yet. But George Bryant is a New York Times bestselling author. He's highly sought out after, digital marketing consultant. Um, He's helped companies and entrepreneurs Scale through marketing, but the customer journey framework. We're going to dive into that and so much more. Um. So obviously, George, thank you so much for joining and sharing your time.
1: Of course, I'm stoked to be here.
0: All right, I love stoked. You've yeah, got an '80s kid. It's right? got.
1: I am. I'm in. I'm an '80s kid. I'm an '83 baby.
0: Oh, I beat you. I'm '80. I yeah. Am you.
1: You beat me. My daughter graduates from high school this weekend. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm like, wow. And my son's six, though. So I'm like just all over the spectrum.
0: Okay. Well, mine are 11 and 13. So we're just hitting the all the good stuff.
1: It's okay. been amazing. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You at least went through it with one and then now you're like, Oh, I screwed up on her. Like now let's do it right with my son.
1: I feel like we didn't get to screw up because she was so perfect and then the universe is like, We well, gave you a gift and now like here's the other one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's the other version. We hope you learned some lessons my, along my, that gift.
1: My joke, uh my my joke. <laughs> is that the universe gave Branson the most aggressive parts of his mother and I with none of the insecurities.
0: Oh, dang. That's a weapon. Yeah. That's what he... Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's six years old and he already uses NLP on his teachers. He uses seating because both of his parents have been in that world their whole life. And so he like plays games on us. We have the teacher's calls. So they are like, we don't know why he's saying... He, we're saying yes to things we told him no for can you guys have a meeting with us? And I'm like, okay, so he's doing this thing called open loops and seating. And they're like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> hey, we, we didn't teach it to him, but that's just kind of how we communicate.
0: Well, but here's the thing, especially with kids. And I don't think we give those around us outside of our kids as much credit as what they take in when we're not watching, when we're not like being in. So if you aren't being intentional, they're taking in all of it.
1: Yep. Yep. Oh, no, it's to the point where we just opened a school this week. Uh, it opens in four days because we didn't like the options. Oh, yep.
0: Not surprised True, like and, business and then, owner entrepreneur and this, spirit. This,
1: this, this has to be the best, most random kickstart. to. And I love that people listening to this, are like there's a dude in pink boots with a black hat on backwards playing with studio buttons, talking about opens with no idea whatsoever. I love this. That's what this conversation
0: is going to be like, though, and that the, they're, they're going to walk away being like, "Holy blank, my everything just changed." Um, oh, do you
1: wait? I have a question. I have an important question because I've been good. Do you have do people swear on your podcast? Yeah, they do,
0: and sometimes I do. It's something that I've been working on because listen, I grew up with cowboys, and okay. so
1: I, I live was, in Montana.
0: Okay. So I swear like a sailor. A okay, sailor me too. And voice, I listen, I, swear like a I, I was a Sorry. Marine.
1: I was a I was a homeless kid and then I was a Marine for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And then I'm an entrepreneur and I can't have a boss. So like I, I cuss. So I just, <laughs> I want, I rip. was like, if you if you were like, if you're like, no, I prefer not to. And I was like, okay, I'll be on my best behavior. But I was like, no, I'm going to be on my normal behavior. Now.
0: No, I, I don't want you to be anybody else but you. No, I think it's, um, I think it's great. I just it it got a little out of out out of control, right? And you're, my kids are listening, and I'm like, someone uh, posted recently, you know, I am okay with my kids cussing, mm-hmm. and I started, it made me think about it, and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of okay with it too. Yep. So long, it's in the right way, right? Yeah. Like if they're fucking excited, I'm yep. like, hell yeah. But yep. if you're like you're a fucking asshole, mm-mm, I'm not okay with that. I'm right? also
1: I'm also okay with my kids thinking that's okay and learning a lesson very quickly when it's not.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, because I mean, that's, that's how that's how learned.
1: that's how we did it, right? Because no kid, like my 13 year old daughter, wasn't going to go tell some stranger on the street that they're a fucking asshole. No, my 13 year old daughter, starting getting hormones for the first time. And couldn't figure out why she was so sad and then didn't want to be sad. And so screamed at me that I was a fucking asshole. And that's the first time she let it out. And I was so proud of her. Like, my heart was happy. And then, like, I shed a tear. And I was like, I love you. And then she's like, I fucking hate you. And then ran up the stairs. And then literally 20 minutes later... She was in my arms like a cuddle puddle. And she's like, "My, I'm like, it's okay, Cheyenne. You're fine. She's like, I love you. I'm not really mad at you. I'm like, it's okay. Let's go watch a movie and eat some chocolate. We're good. And we handled it.
0: I love it. I love it. But you got to have those like permissions. You I know do. what I mean? Like that, like, and I think we have to have permissions with ourselves too, a lot to screw up and to realize that that was just like, listen, you had to learn. I have so many freaking lessons that I've learned. And that's truly why George, like I created this podcast is one of my, one of my favorite sayings actually came from my grandfather and uh-huh. it's, it was take your spankings off someone else's behind, right? Basically learn from others' mistakes. Yeah. Right. And so I have screwed up so much that I'm like, let me share them all with you because if you guys can Win in whatever winning is for you. If you guys can not yep. make the mistakes and save money and time, yep. I'm all about it. Like
1: I'm, I'm really incredibly like, I'm gonna edify you for a minute, and I need you to hear this because we haven't known each other long, but we had some incredible conversations. So I know of you, and for everybody listening, I want you to understand how important what she just said is. I'm gonna tell you right now because she's gonna ask me a question about this in the podcast, guaranteed. And I'm gonna tell you a story about fortune cookies because it always lands. But I'm gonna also seed it that simplicity is the answer. And I'm gonna tell you if you're consuming content and you happen to be listening to this podcast, there's a reason. And that reason is to pick up the one thing that lands and change it today, but keep it changed forever and don't come back until you pick up another thing. Because we as a society are addicted to consuming more ways and things to complicate what's not working, rather than just taking one thing and choosing to start it. And so to set the intention for this listening, let me just tell you what people pay for coaching for, and I'm gonna save you some money. Whatever lands today, whatever makes you uncomfortable, whatever is like, oh, that's not the thing, that's the thing that you're gonna be doing every single day until it is no longer the thing and you don't realize you're doing it anymore. And it's the same thing that you would do if you were to hire me or any other coach for coaching. And so I'm just going to invite you that this is a gift for you. And I wanted to frame it because this woman is a master for saying it. And the reason for the show exists, but you have to be open to hearing it, take it, put it into practice. So I wanted to tee that up for you, Shelly.
0: Well, Dan, can we just shut her down right now? Like let's just be done. No, thank you. Um that well, we gotta give them
1: some advice.
0: Well, I feel like if you really go back and listen, we already have. I, I mean, we're we already have <laughs> we're we're whatever, nine ish minutes in and we already have. Um
1: But you can a... you can cut that clip. And if you ever need a hype, man, I'll do your show intro. If you ever need me to intro you for a keynote, you just let me know.
0: Oh heck yeah. All right. It's set. In the future that will happen. Put it on your vision. Board. It's oh hell yeah. Absolutely. So, um, thank you, George. Of course, for that, I appreciate it. Um, and I, I just like even before we hit record, and we we hit record early, but even before that, just your heart and the what's going to come out today, I'm like so, just so grateful for, freaking hope, grateful
1: for it. I, so. I hope Here, here's my promise. I promise you, there will be no filter between your question and my answer. So let's just hope it's valuable.
0: Okay. Well, great. Perfect. Um, so let's get into providing those, like let's answering those questions, giving those the peace to our listener now. And there, there's so many different things. So I want to be very intentional in how we have this conversation today um, because I do value your time and our listeners' time. And one thing that you have helped me do that I know that we are going to do today, you just opened it up for that, is help other people almost take that red pill. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to customer journey... I didn't really put much t- thought to it. A hundred percent, I was like, yep, purchase, transaction, done, right? Here's your thing. Thank you very much. Oh, here's another one. Whether it's product, service, I really didn't put much time to it in my own processes and in mm-hmm. those that I was receiving. Mm-hmm. And so now that I am looking through new goggles at all of this, I see different things and I'm like, oh, they're, pay- oh, this is, your. Jo- this is George, this is George and he I, he didn't even tell me he's working with this company and I'm like I can mm-hmm. feel it mm-hmm. and or they've been watching mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and so overall like I, because I don't think customer journey gets talked about enough um, nope. and so can you help because there was a recent podcast episode that you even did on this I'm gonna link some in the show notes because. Yep.
1: You know, and I'll break I'll break down all of this so everybody can understand. I know where you're going.
0: That's what I want. Everyone to I understand you. what that means.
1: So first, we're going to start with kind of like... I, I break everything down really simply for everybody listening. The what, the why, and then we'll get into the how, right? So first, like what? What is a customer journey? And I think this is really, really important because I think everybody has their own interpretation. But really, a customer journey is any series of steps designed to get somebody from where they are to where they want to be And you're the catalyst doing that. That could be your product. could be your service. could be a piece of advice. But a customer journey is when we're basically giving anybody anything to move them closer to something they want to be closer to or move them away from something they no longer want to be near, right? That's it. And in the world of marketing, we call that moving people towards pleasure or away from pain. It just so happens about 99% of all of you will only be moving people away from pain. That's what the whole game is. So take the other option off the table. So that's what, a ser- that's what a customer journey is. And so I'm going to give you a, a story of what that might mean. So for anybody listening who has ever had a child, you are a master at building customer journeys. Guaranteed, if they've ever made it past the age of six, you have done this and you are a master and you know exactly what a customer journey is. And here's how I teach it. And this will make the sense of what it is and why it matters. I have a six-year-old son named Branson. Remember, he has the most aggressive parts of my... His mother and I with none of the insecurities. Every day we have to leave the house at the same time, 7.30 in the morning. He wakes up at the same time, 6 a.m., without fail. Doesn't matter. Could put that kid to bed at 4 a.m. He will be up at 6 waking me up, okay? Every morning we have to do the same thing. So scenario A is he walks into my room and he says, hey, dad, time to get up. And I'm like, okay, bud, I need you to go brush your teeth, brush your hair, put your clothes on, eat your breakfast, pack your backpack, put your shoes on get to the door, and be in the car at 7.30. Go. That's scenario A. Go. Scenario B, hey, bud, we have to leave for school in 90 minutes. we are got to brush our hair, brush our teeth, eat breakfast, all the normal stuff that we got to do. But here's what I need to do. I need you to go brush your teeth really quickly and then come see me as soon as you're done. you got three minutes. And then we're going to get dressed and go eat breakfast. And then I'll tell you what's next. He's like, all right, cool, go. Option B, which option guarantees my success as a parent? Obviously, only option B. And if you think about option B, that is a customer journey. That is what our job is every single time we're giving somebody a piece of advice or something to help them in any direction if they're seeking our counsel with our product, our service, or our offerings. Another way to think about it would be a personal trainer. Same scenario, except client A wants to lose 100 pounds in 12 months. And I say, great, here's your workouts, your food, your supplements, your gym membership, your camera. Here's the plan. I'll see you in 12 months. And then client B, hey, we got a lot of stuff. I need you to drink 16 ounces of water tonight. Get eight hours of sleep. And tomorrow morning, we're just going to go on a 15-minute walk. And then we're going to go eat the best breakfast you've ever had. Cool. Which one's going to win? Client B, right? Every single time. So just to define customer journey, that's all it is. Because now you have to understand that you don't have a business if it's only predicated on credit cards. Now, let me reiterate this point. You've never seen a billboard from Nike that says, just do it. Only if you wear my running shoes. Just do it. Only if you buy my shirts. Lululemon, see through my yoga pants. Only if you don't buy them. No, right? Like you don't have to be a part of these things with a credit card to be a part of a movement or a business. And so helping people can't only also be transactional or else. You're going to very much limit your ability to do your job and to find your customers. And so let's start there. So We exist as businesses, no matter what your business, industry, service, to use something, a product, a service, a piece of knowledge to help somebody achieve something. And you win when somebody pays for you to do that. And you don't win at that point. You win when they get the desired result or outcome. Okay. Now, this is the other part. And I'm teaching you a lot in this answer. So make sure you rewind and listen to this.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I say this. Very much so because most businesses have this massive fear that their biggest fear is that I won't find any more customers. That is not a fear that you should have. Your biggest fear should be somebody has bought my product or service and not gotten the result required because that is an anti-marketing machine that destroys companies from the inside out And nine out of 10 times. It's not because the product or service wasn't good. It's that there was no customer journey put into place to get somebody to actually get the result because all we did was focus on selling the relationship rather than building it once we were married. And anybody who's married will tell you the game doesn't begin until you say I do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the work starts and it is no different in business. And so that is my five minute definition of what I would want to see in Merriam-Webster if you ever opened up to the word customer journey, okay? Plus, there were about six other lessons in there about mistakes and ways to think about business. So that is the first way that I would describe customer journey. Now why, I answered the why in there. Because without it, you actually don't have an asset, you have a liability. Because you have no control over how people are talking about your brand, your product, or your service, and your supplement's only getting a three-month retention. Not because it doesn't work, but people are canceling because there's three containers in their pantry that they haven't used, and the only thing they can say it doesn't work. And then all their friends now know that your collagen doesn't work, not because she didn't take it, but because she's not going to admit to not taking it. So she's just going to say it doesn't work when they ask about it and recommend somebody else, and you don't realize that that happens in every conversation. So... Massive critical wise, Without a path, the result can't be achieved. And so it not only ensures your business is as an asset, but it makes your life easier. Your business gets more predictable and it makes you sure that you know what it is that you're offering. Now, can I make somebody take their collagen? No. But can I teach them about habits and why they should and easy ways to take it and educate them and make sure they know? I sure as shit can't. And in the chance that I do that, it also happens that if they don't take it, but they've been educated on all of those things, they don't call me and ask for a refund. They call me and ask for help. And there's a big, Mm -hmm. big difference there because I suck the oxygen out of their excuses. And if they don't have any back doors, they can't blame me, which means I'm the one that's different because I'm there to help because I gave you everything that you needed to have the most and then said, I would still be here to help you. right? And so it changes the way the game can be done and the quite simply, I hate fucking losing. I felt like I lost most of my life until I gained perspective and realized that my life was that gift. But I like winning. And so when you think about business, what I find so funny is that I'm basically using the same business principles that have existed from the dawn of time that have guaranteed success. And I'm just pretending the internet doesn't exist. And that's what's working every single day. But it's impossible to lose this way. And so I say this to set context for how important this is, because I have a feeling Shelly is going to guide me into the big three mistakes that everybody makes. Is that where we're going, dear?
0: Um, I wasn't going to go there, but you opened it up. Let's go there.
1: I want to hit it real quick, just because it will put some sense in. So I want to give everybody this quickly. And you can go find my podcast for the full breakdown of all of these, but I'll give you an idea to set your brain for wherever Shelly's going to take us. So Mm -hmm. number one, I talked about... And these are not in my list of three, but I'm going to summarize them. Thinking that your business is only about selling a product or a service, okay? That you will lose. <laughs> Thinking that your job is to find customers, it's not. It's to create them, okay? That means you have to help everybody even if they can't pay, okay? And then the three big ones that people make, and I talk about these in depth, I call number one is the zone of doubt. Number two is the inverse journey. And number three is the drought in the journey, and I'm going to explain what they are very quickly. The zone of doubt is at any interaction or touch point with somebody. The time between that interaction and when the next interaction takes place. So, for example, if you meet somebody at a conference and you're like, "Oh my god, it's so good to meet you," and you're like, "Yeah, I'll shoot you a text tonight," the moment you leave that 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 interaction is a zone until that text comes. Okay. And until that text comes, that's a zone of doubt. And then if that text never comes, that zone of doubt is an open loop and a wound that stays forever that automatically deteriorates your trust, right? Or you go online and you buy something and they're like, oh, it'll be in your inbox immediately. And then 24 hours later, you're now having to email them to find it because you checked your spam and you went there and it wasn't on you. But now before you even open the course, you're already upset thinking it doesn't work and are already having reactance to what you're going to start, right? Mm-hmm. So the zone of doubt is anywhere where you have the ability to influence or have a touch point in a relationship. And from that moment until the next thing is that you promise. And so in the world of e-commerce, this is typically when somebody buys something and the first thing we do is remind them how much money they spent or send some transactional email, right? So that's the zone of doubt. The second one, is the inverse journey. And the inverse journey is basically when any touchpoint in a customer journey is about you and not them. And my famous way to remind people to remember this is your customer's results will tell them everything they need to know about you. Your customer's results will tell them everything they need to know about you. And and ladies listening uh, and men listening, you'll get this example, skincare and supplements. Ladies, If you've ever bought skincare on the internet, you've gotten both of these, right? You go buy a skincare product and then you get an email from them and they tell you how incredible they are, how much money they've spent, how certified the CEO is, forgetting that you've already bought the product and now they're being narcissists, right? It has nothing to do with you. And dudes, they buy the pre-workout and then they tell you how jacked they are and how big their six-pack is and what their workouts look like to basically gaslight you into thinking you're less than and that those products are actually going to get you a result. And then they get you addicted to taking them and then you never gain the result and look like them because they're lying to you and they're doing gear and, you know, all the other stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. that's the inverse journey instead of, you know, hey, Shelly, thank you so much for grabbing our new hyaluronic acid. But the truth is, is this is just a part of the secret because the other 95 percent is what you do in your life every day. And day. We're going to help you get the most out of this. But today we just want to celebrate you and welcome you to the family. We've poured our heart and soul into this product, but that doesn't mean anything to us. All that matters to us is how you feel about yourself from the inside out. And we're here to help you with that, whether you continue to use our products or not. So we're going to get to know each other over the next couple of days. But today, I just want you to celebrate. Go pop a bottle, bubbly. Make sure you tag us on Instagram and we'll be in your inbox tomorrow to tell you how to get the most out of the product. Boom, right? Both mistakes solved, handled. That is a very important lesson if anybody wrote that down. You should probably go do that, okay? So mistake number one is the zone of doubt. So instantly I collapsed it. Mistake number two is talking about me. So instead I talk about you and what you're going to achieve. And as a default byproduct, you know everything you need to know about me. And then the third one is the drown the journey, which I just taught you how not to do. And the drown the journey is after an interaction with somebody, when they're committing to something, we overwhelm them instead of breaking it down one step at a time. So take the six-year-old example. Example Mm -hmm. A is drowning the journey. Here's your workouts for a year. Here's the 72 things I need you to do in the next hour. Hey, thanks for buying my $20,000 course. Make sure you whitelist my email, fill out this bio, fill out this questionnaire, send me these 17 forms, post these six things, and then let me know when you're done tomorrow. That's the drown the journey. And the solution is exactly what I said. People are paying us because we have the path, not the overwhelming fire hose. So if we have the path, we give them the bites that they need to take and we lay the rest out for them. And so those are the three big critical mistakes that most everybody makes.
0: It's, it's one of those things like, I, I don't know about everyone listening in, but I'm going through this and I could think of like different purchases I've made, right? Yep. Where I'm like, Oh yeah, that was all about them. Like I really didn't care. Like thank you. You know what I mean? And yeah, okay, here's this person and it was do this, do this, do this and I'm like, yeah, forget that. I don't have time in the day for that. Like I'm out. You know, so I'm like going through that and I would just encourage like what George just shared, like stop, go back, slow it down. Um and Take
1: notes. Take yeah. Notes. I taught that to Shelly in an hour. Just
0: <laughs> so it, it's like I'm. I'm. I have notes, and now I have it on recording, and so we are good. Double good. But I, I just there was so much good in that, and one thing that I, I just really have to hit on that I don't think gets talked about enough is the 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 inverse journey because I really mm-hmm. want to hit on that because you know I worked in the pharmaceutical industry for almost 18 years. Right. And when, whenever we had different products, I mean, first the the most important thing is always be with like great products and a great company, but it was always be like, the company would always be like, this is what we're doing for you. This is what we're doing for you. Right. And it was not Mm -hmm. focused on the patient. It was not Mm -hmm. focused on making the doctor, the hero in treating the patient. Right. And so when we were trying to get them to do something right write a prescription recommend a product you know do all of this it wasn't until we transferred everything over to them and all about them that we would see the actual result that we were hoping to do and that these companies that you know i work for too like that we're spending millions if not billions of dollars on billions. and so when you think about you know the products that you're using and if you're getting that how do you help because that's something i feel like we're so freaking proud right of the companies that we're building and everything and we want to tell everybody like look at what i did i'm freaking amazing how do we help someone on honestly Like break down that ego and and flip it because I I think that's a hard one. It's not ego.
1: It's not ego. What is it? It's dissonance. Okay. It's thinking that it's a a different way than it is. Mm. You don't have a business if it's all about you. Try. Mm -hmm. 100%. No, just go try. Go ahead. This isn't about ego. It's about lying to yourself. Because it's too hard to do it the other way and it doesn't feel good all the time.
0: Mm.
1: This isn't about ego. It's about choice. That's all this boils down to. Because no matter what, every time you've made progress, you've always had to make it about the other person. I don't doubt that you fucking did this and you did this for all the right reasons. But what you also forget is you're at the after state. That's very far removed from the before state. And you also forget that you're speaking French and they're speaking English.
0: Mm, yep.
1: It, you it's just not like... But I, I wanna say this. You don't exist without people's credit cards being run and paying your business. Mm-hmm. So to think that there is another way is a lie to begin with that is just silly Because you might as well just hand me the keys to your business now because you're going to go out of it until you get it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's not about ego. It's about understanding the rules of the game that you're playing. Mm -hmm. You will not find me one successful business that is built on acquisition and not retention. Find me one that has Mm -hmm. stood the test of time. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. You
1: can't. And so you can do one of two things. You can either listen to this and get it And believe me and play the right way, or call me on my bullshit, go play the wrong way, however many times it takes you, to then come back and realize that there was still only one way. Yeah. This isn't about ego, it's about being fair to yourself and giving yourself a chance to win instead of tying your hands and feet behind your back. Yeah. Because here's what I'll tell you there are probably three types of protein. And a million protein companies. There is one type of milk and a thousand milk companies. There is one creatine and a thousand creatine companies. It is never about the product. Ever. You are not a fucking snowflake and neither am I. Your value in the world is using snowflakes that exist and helping people implement them better and get better results with them. And once you understand that that is the only thing that you're doing, it is the only actual way to play the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because what's
1: the difference between Equinox Fitness being $500 a month and Planet Fitness being $9 a month? Can I get the same workout done? mm Mm-hmm. Why does somebody pay one trainer $20 a month and pay another trainer $20,000 a month when yet they're still benching, squatting, and deadlifting?
0: All the retention, all the the journey. It's all of the accountability.
1: You just have to remember it's never about the tools.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's never about the product. It's only ever about the application of the product, the service, or the tools.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One other point that, that you were talking about was, and, and it made me think of a principle that I grew up with that was in my household. One of the, one of the many, but it was the corridor principle, right? Like you walk through one door and you start walking and until like that one doesn't work or you need to learn something new, then you turn and you open up another door and then you start walking down that corridor. Yeah. And and it was that, zone of of doubt right it's in and starting there and then being like it's like option b that you gave right here's the here's the couple things i'm in c need you to do and now i'll see you tomorrow
1: there's a paradox with the zone of doubt and i want to because you just alluded to it so i want to talk about this real quick so first most of the principles i teach they apply both to you to your team and to your relationship with your customers. So the paradox of the zone of doubt is that people are hiring us and paying us to close their zone of doubt because they've never done it before. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The paradox is is that we will forever live in a zone of doubt as a leader and having to step into the dark to find the steps that the people behind us haven't walked on. Mm. So you know you're winning as an entrepreneur when the next steps you're taking is based on how you feel your alignment and your intentions with no outside influence and doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. And then if you look back, there's about 10 steps and you're teaching people how to walk up as you keep ahead of them. That's the paradox of it all. Yeah. Because you wouldn't be an entrepreneur if it was any other way, because if you wanted predictability, you'd be in a nine to five because the Mm -hmm. moment you walk away from that, predictability comes from what you create, but it has to be your vision. And if I tell you how to build your vision, you're going to build my vision, not yours, and you end up presenting it. And so you also have to remember that when you choose to play a game, you can't get upset about the rules of the game that you put a team on.
0: Mm. If you want to
1: have any chance of winning, you have to remember that it's always going to be yours. And it's interesting because I've never heard that corridor principle or that corridor uh, example But one of the things that I teach and one of the ways that I do this is I'm not a visionary guy. I've never had a vision board. I don't write goals down. I get what is called a fuzzy goal where I'm like, I want that in the future. And then I ask myself, like, who do I have to be to have that? And then I'm like, cool, brick by brick. Because every time I put a new brick in place, that picture gets clearer. And sometimes it changes continents because I don't Mm -hmm. want that anymore. Right. But I understand that like you can sit here and talk to me and you can plan for a year your blueprint And I'm going to put bricks down, and I guarantee I'm going to be closer to being finished than you are, no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. And there's an Elon Musk quote about it, which I love because someone was like, why would you set the goal to get to Mars to a year? And he's like, because I'm guaranteed to make it further than the guy who set it in 10. Mm. And it's just Parkinson's law. You'll fill whatever container you create, right? And so, yeah, I yeah, I need a sip of my coffee. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to stop that thought.
0: That, that, um you know, and that that's the thing is, George, what you're sharing with us right now, I mean, this is very high level, but y- there's so many nuances there into are. each bit, both as a leader, both as, you know, servicing your, your clients, your customers, um, and actually growing as a person. Like there's yeah.
1: so many. And I want to help everybody understand this real quick, because I, the whole purpose of conversations like this, of podcasts, of consumption, of even learning and buying courses, isn't to necessarily learn a specific thing. It's to change the way that you think about everything, which will change your perspective. And then the lessons that you hear will be received through a new lens with a new application in your life and business. That's what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, really important because I want to frame something because also the human brain, if you, if anybody listening to this studies neurolinguistic programming, NLP, they have the logical levels of the brain, right? Basically similar to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? The, the different levels that you function at. And we operate in all the levels and each level kind of is codependent on the other one. And to change a behavior, you can never change it on the level that you're on. You have to go a level below or above it and let a waterfall down. And so I've been working on this stuff for me. And like being in leadership coaching since 2002 and then living through all of this and spending like almost seven figures or over seven figures in therapy, my own healing, reading the DSM, studying trauma work, psychology work and and doing it all. And so when I talk, I actually try to give examples around like every level So it doesn't change what you do when you go back into your life. Like you're not, you don't leave this, like I'm going to go change my workouts. You're going to go look at your workouts that you're doing and you're going to find ways to make them more effective and better. And then the results you'll see, I couldn't even tangibly measure because they're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of anything I could ever imagine because I don't know the nuances of your life. And so Mm -hmm. to what Shelly is saying and, and the whole point of learning from others' mistakes is picking up how to view it rather than how to do it, right? And so one of my favorite things when I teach people how to creatively think is when they have a vision, they always go to, I'm like, all right, cool. Like I make them split it up into buckets, right? I'm like, all right, what's the dream, right? And then I make them do the how and then I make them critique it. But when they start doing the how, they always ask questions. I'm like, all right, cool. What's the question? Like, all right, how can we do it? And I let them run, right? And they're like, how can, how can, how can, how can? and they can't ever get an idea out. And I was like, because when you say how can, can limits you to what you already know. And I was like, let's change the question. How could it be done? Let's imagine that resources were not a question. How could it be done? And then they start throwing it out, right? And it's the difference between convergent and divergent thinking. Convergent thinking is linear and divergent thinking is about possibilities, right? And thinking about it differently. You win in life, whether you work a nine to five or you're an entrepreneur, when you understand that the most powerful position that you can be in in any moment in any time is the position of a triage nurse. Taking in everything around you and then intentionally choosing what to respond to over and over and over again. Mm Mm-hmm. And the faster that you can get yourself there, the faster you start to like really, really win the game. And so the way to win it is whenever you now have these things that you're like, oh, George said or that thought or that boom, that's the check engine light saying, hey, if you take a second and look at me, you might learn something, change something or see something that you didn't see before. And then in that moment, that's your new zone of doubt. But that zone of doubt is now the distance between the clarity and the moment you take the first step to see if it's worth it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's the spot that I coach 99% of entrepreneurs out of every single day Yeah, because they've had the clarity, but then they start creating their own inverse journey and like, I can't do this. How do I know? And they're like, I need to learn more. I need to go find another book. I need to go find another podcast. But no amount of evidence is enough because it just keeps moving the starting line. Because the moment you have clarity, you will find nothing else until you start, because that is the step required to unlock the next level of clarity.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. It, it's so good. So it made me think when when you just said um, the triage nurse, right? Because I think as entrepreneurs, business owners, even if you're leading a team in, in corporate America, being yep. a parent, right? Yep. Um, having horses talk about triage nurse. Like we
1: have 14 well, of them.
0: Yeah. Th- like I'm, we're, we're thinning the herd here at home. I can't take care of all my anymore. That being said, like the triage, it started thinking about me. What hit me, and you may not know this, George, is um, at 24, I went blind in my left eye because my like check engine light mm-hmm. kept coming on. But I was so focused on what I knew, how to succeed in business. And and at that point, I was a financial advisor, like how to build a book of business. Anytime that check le- engine light came on, it was not important, not recognized, because I hadn't experienced, right? An issue to recognize it. And yep. at 24, I'm invincible. Yep. You're freaking kidding me? Yep. Like all of that. And that's one thing that I think... I don't think, I know, is overlooked in yeah. many people's professional journey because it's they're so focused on that, that goal, buying that course, learning that skill, doing that, that that check engine light is coming up. We're doing that skill all day long, more often than not, right? We're putting out fires or triaging, mm-hmm. but we often don't do it personally.
1: No, we don't. And then we lie to ourselves about it and we say we're doing this. Because we want more time, money, and energy, but yet we're sacrificing it now and then we die by the time we get it in the process because we're not really afraid of failure. We're just petrified of success because once you succeed, there's no story to run anymore and you have to write a new one. And that's the paradox. That's what it took me 38 years to figure it out. That's why I'm so happy now, right? It's really just understanding that it's always just a game, but there is no tomorrow. There's only now. Right. Mm -hmm. Toxic thinking. There's an incredible book that will mitigate toxic thinking instantly. Uh, The author has been on my podcast and it's Jamie Smart. And the book is called uh, The Little Book of Clarity. Like, I'll go to the gym on Monday. I'll start my diet next week. Uh, I'll do that when I make $10,000. I'll start that behavior when I get two more clients. The funny thing is, is you don't have the clients because you haven't started the behavior you don't have the 10 grand because you didn't change the behavior, right? That's the paradox of it all. Mm-hmm. And, and so <laughs> when you really, really just get down to it, you just have to start laughing at yourself a little bit, right? And you have to start calling yourself out on your own game and realizing that any moment when we're just ruminating on what we should or shouldn't be doing, we're willingly losing the game, yes. right? Like, it, and and, yep. and, the, and the part that's so ironic is that all we want to do is buy back time and we're literally watching it drip out in front of us. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean by you can't lie to yourself. Like it's not ego, it's choice. And so what I find is interesting in this triage nurse concept, my buddy Alex Sharfin teaches this so well, but his famous quote is, uh, if you're constantly fighting fires, there's a good chance you're the arsonist, right? But then if you think about this, and I'm going to get really deep for a minute, I'm 40 years old. I've grown up since the 80s. And since I've grown up, I've been taught that we don't have feelings. And then I got to grow up in the boom. And so the moment I didn't feel good anymore, I would go numb my feelings, video games, and then social media, AOL Instant Messenger, MySpace, my top nine, Facebook, while I'm deployed and stacking trauma, right? And we now live in a world where we literally spend every ounce of our time avoiding the one relationship we're guaranteed to spend the rest of our life with whether we like it or not and we have no sense of identity because we don't even have it i had a monk on my podcast and i could not say it as well as he said it. he lived in a tibetan monastery in silence for seven years and he summarized life in this one quote and he said if you can't take a shit without your phone you're not alive And that was the most repeated quote, the one I got the most DMs about, the one that caught everybody to the core. Mm -hmm. And you recognize that the reason we lose in business and in life is because we start to feel emotions and we allow them to get in the driver's seat because we're just not willing to look at them. But yet we'll go to therapy, we'll look at them, we'll get the behaviors, and then they'll come up and we'll avoid them. And so here's the thing. Alex also says... You don't have the business you want because you haven't become the person to run it yet. And I'm going to tell you this right now because this is from experience. I just got out of like a nine-figure lawsuit. And when we found out about it, we went surfing and didn't call the lawyers for six hours. But I remember 14 years ago, When I made my first million dollars as a solopreneur and didn't know about taxes and had 31 grand in the bank and got hit with a $241,000 tax bill, and I had suicidal thoughts and literally went on a spiral for weeks because I didn't have the capacity, not because the situation was going to change, but I couldn't even hold what was there. And that took me years and years to learn and now in reflection i'm like oh my god it was always the same lesson Mm
0: -hmm. it's
1: my ability in the moment when i don't feel good before i allow my default behavior to take over to pause check in and at least look at the light because it might just be my windshield wipers it might be my oil or my engine might be on fire but before i do anything i need to take a look And literally the number one thing that literally I use to double people's businesses, Shelly, and this is not a joke, if you ask every one of my clients that pays me copious amounts of money, they have a requirement that they have to do every single day. And it is the number one reason I'm successful. Every one of my friends is successful. And we have a stillness practice every single day. And that means when I wake up in the morning, when I don't feel like it, I have to sit there with no notes, no music and practice boredom for an increasing amount of time. And then throughout my day, when I get triggered, I have a model so I'm not allowed to think and I have to sit with it until it is gone. And I'm telling you that that is the muscle that is flexible. There is a book on it and I'm having the author on my podcast. The book is called The Wedge by Scott Carney. It is actually your autonomic nervous system that we don't flex anymore because we get instant dopamine gratification every time we have an emotion and a feeling. And so that muscle has atrophied. And if you think back, and I'll get really deep on this one, pre-industrial revolution, let's think pre-supermarket and Uber Eats. If we were sitting here 300 years ago, and water was three miles away, and you were feeling depressed because your husband just went off with another woman and you didn't want to live anymore, or I was depressed because my wife just got killed and taken away and I had kids, no matter how I felt, if I wasn't going to take mine and my kid's life, I had to stand up and walk to that water. It's just so funny that that we are the only mammal, one of the only ones that doesn't have a natural lymphatic drainage system, right? If you see an Mm -hmm. antelope about to get killed by a lion and it makes it, it shakes and shivers. And then literally in a second, it's grazing on grass like it didn't just escape from the jaws of a lion, right? Mm -hmm. Human beings is physical movement. That's how our lymphatic system drains. That's why we use rebounders and everybody says you have to sweat every day. But now we live in a world where the moment you don't physically feel good. Emotionally, you can use your phone to numb out, to get food delivered, to get water delivered. And it's so funny because everybody listening to this remembers the one time they opened Uber Eats at like 1 a.m. and they were pissed and they got in the car and drove and on the drive felt better because they moved their body and then went home and didn't buy the thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right? Like, So at the end of the day, like at the end of the game, like when you think about it, we have to be really integrous with ourselves. And for me, the number one secret for every single person, every company I've doubled, everyone that's tripled, everybody that I've helped scale, the number one thing they have is a direct correlated integrous relationship with themselves. Every single day as a priority and the deeper it gets and the more time they spend with it, the more everything else around them works.
0: It's so interesting because you know when I hear that and and I'm guilty of this too now, when it comes to like health reading, you know my gratitude kind of like like thing I do every morning, um being still is hard. It's really hard,
1: but why? but
0: why? I think when i when I think about it right now, the first thing that came to my mind is because there's always so much to do oh, but yeah, really. Yeah. Is, is is it but really Shelly, you know what i mean but really like well so it, here's
1: here's my here's my always story to this i love this one right have you ever gotten a massage
0: yeah
1: right so i know what you do when you get on the massage table you schedule the massage because you're overwhelmed with life right you need a break you need a massage you need a moment you schedule the massage right you get excited about it then the day before the massage you start thinking about reasons to not Move the mass- to move the massage, but then you're like, no, 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 I made the commitment to go. And then you tilt with it, but ultimately you end up going. Then you lay on the table and you spend the first fucking 20 minutes literally like, I want to get off the table, I want this massage to be done, and then you finally realize you're not going to get off the table and your thoughts surrender, and then you start to have a shit ton of clarity, and then you get anxious that you're not going to remember it. And then once you realize you're not going to write it down, then you finally surrender and you relax, you realize time disappears. You walk up, you go out, you forget every single thought that you had, and then it hits you with the one thing you were supposed to remember, and you instantly feel better. And then you're like, God, I need to remember this all the time. Is that fair?
0: 95% of it, yes.
1: Something like that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All that means is that you just have a conditioned behavior Mm -hmm. to moving and going rather than sitting. It's just a muscle. It's mm-hmm. just a muscle and sitting doesn't mean like actually sitting still sitting could mean just being still and going for a walk outside, yeah. like just being present to just the moment is what stillness means, right? I'm not like woo woo on a rock, like cross-legged. No, like sometimes I'm barefoot outside. Sometimes I'm laying on the floor, stare, uh, laying on the ground, staring at the sky, right? It's just wherever I'm allowing myself to feel whatever emotion I'm feeling without out trying to run away from it right mm-hmm. and that's it and so everyone's like oh yeah yeah and everyone's like no 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 and then they're like and then i get people to do ice baths right i fucking hate being cold i fucking hate it like oh it's like the bane of my existence right mm-hmm. but it's so good for me because the moment you get in that water you are convinced you're gonna die like convinced you're going to die. And I'll, I'll tell you how I got into ice baths. I did it and I knew I had to hold myself accountable. So I, I created a, a public push your limits challenge on my YouTube channel. And I was like, okay, by 6 a.m., this is how bad I was to myself. By 6 a.m. every day, I'm going to have an ice bath done, a CrossFit workout done, a YouTube video recorded and posted by 6 a.m. every day for 30 days. Yeah. And I did it, right? And so the first day, I'll never forget, I walked outside, It was like 31 degrees outside, The water was warmer in the ice bath, and I was like, all right, one minute, right? I made it three seconds, but when I made my commitment, I said my minimum commitment was I'm going to get all the way in and all the way out every day. That was my minimum commitment, right? So I couldn't cheat myself, and I have a model that I teach this with now to my clients, but that way I didn't have any back doors, right? So I was like, as long as I get all the way in, and that meant head under and up, as long as it was converged, I counted it. So... I did that. The workouts were easy. The videos were easy. It was the ice bath. That was the sticking point. (laughs) And so the second day, like seven seconds, then like six seconds. And then like on day eight, I was like, all right, you know what? Fucking making it a minute. Right. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Right. I'll never forget. I was so committed. I set the timer. I was in, my eyes were closed. I did my breath 37 seconds. And I felt like I was in there for 20 years. Right. And -hmm. then I was like in my head and then it was on day 11. I was like, fuck it. I don't even know. I'm just so pissed, right? I get in, seven minutes, right? And it just, the only thing that changed is I got used to the shock feeling long enough for it not to change my thinking. And then the moment I was past it, I was into seven minutes. And the next day, it was like 11 minutes. And then basically at will, I could stay in as ever I wanted, but then I started to be aware of it and I was like, oh my God, this actually hurts more now than it did in the first place because I expect it every time. Mm, yeah. Then what I realized is that I had to flex the muscle of building a relationship with the discomfort because I liked all the benefits, just like when I'm running and I'm like a half a mile from the finish line. Every part of my brain's telling me to quit, but then it's like you're so close. Go. And then I associate that physical uncomfortness with growth and positivity.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if
1: my body's getting triggered, that's telling me there's a vulnerability in my engine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the moment I take a peek at it, I can forever fix that part of the engine, or just fix that part until it comes up again. But only if I look at it. And so. I'm so bullish on this for so many reasons because no matter which way you slice it, if I could go back in time and say, what was the one piece of advice that you would give yourself to be a billionaire at 40, I would have been like, believed every fortune cookie I opened and followed it to a T. Simplicity, consistency, consistent action, not allowing our emotions to drive our decisions, not being a victim to the story, living my life irregardless of what's happening on the internet, realizing nobody's coming but me. Like, it's really whatever's in front of me is up to me. And even if I feel like shit and I'm in one of the hardest situations of my life, which I actually currently am in, and that's what it feels like in my body, ultimately, I'm still the one responsible for the next bite. And so if I do not like what is in front of me, I can think about it, I can complain about it, but I'm the waiter. I'm the kitchen staff, I'm the chef, I'm the ingredient sourcer, and I'm the one eating it. And the faster you realize that, I might not know what the next 100 bites are, and I might not even know what the first bite is, but I'm going to at least get out of my office and go for a walk and start looking for it. That's it, right? It's just this pursuit over and over and over again. And now looking back at all the millions I've made and lost successes and ups and downs everywhere... Really, it all boiled down to like, okay, lesson learned. What's a new bite? Okay, lesson learned. What's a new bite? And just constantly coming back to, oh, there's a roadblock. Okay, let's not slash the other three tires. Let's change this one. And then let's pay attention for that roadblock in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what it boils down to. And and uh, I, I got stuck in the paradox trap for years because I was a personal development coach. I was teaching the work. I was doing it. And I was missing the part of the daily consistency. And I was like, God, yeah, because this stuff's boring because it holds me accountable to the stuff that works. And of course, I'd rather be curled up on the couch watching Netflix, right? Yeah. Like, and yeah. so it's just this, fu- now it's just this fun game for me because like I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, you know, okay, uh-huh, you know. Yep. Just go. Okay. Got it. Right. And then if I call my friends, they're like, what are you calling us to remind you of what you already know? I'm like, yep, that's it. Thank you. Love you. I'll I'll let you know later.
0: (laughs) Yep. You know, I just want to thank you for sharing that because, you know, I think we need to talk about this more, you know? We all do. And there's, there's two things that I... Oh, there's many things, but there's two things that I want to touch on just really quick. Um, you don't have to be
1: really quick. You're good.
0: Okay. Well, I'm just saying that. Is okay. one, I love the the term minimum commitment because yeah. I think so many times, not a, we think these big commitments, right? Like being quiet, it could be the seven seconds sitting on the floor doing nothing. Just like you did seven seconds in the ice bath, getting in, well, getting out.
1: Uh, well, what time is it where you are right now?
0: 1209.
1: How many minutes have you spent in your car today? Zero. Okay, cool. So for those of you listening, think about when you drive in your car, right? When was the last time you just drove in silence?
0: All the time.
1: I Well, so I do too. And and I love what you're talking about. I have a model that I will gladly teach you all in about five minutes, if you would like, that will be massively beneficial.
0: I think it would be so beneficial. We... you know, we That's- are in our cars so often and that is such great time to leverage. So I'm just, go. I'm going to
1: teach you a model for any behaviors around that minimum commitment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, but I want to, I want to talk about this because what you have to recognize is I said this at the beginning of the show, you're going to win when you recognize it's about one thing, right? It's not mm-hmm. about all the things. People lose when they listen to podcasts like this and then they go home, they empty the pantry, they go to the grocery store and they restock it up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Don't throw anything out of the pantry, change nothing, change no behaviors whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But after you're done listening to this podcast, spend the next seven days realizing what you've noticed now that you see differently. And then if you notice that you commute 20 minutes a day and you're always listening to music and I'm about to challenge that thought and you're like, you know what? On one of those drives that week, I'm going to do silence. And I'm going to do that once a week. That is it. That is how you win the game. It is not by throwing your playbook out, it's by keeping your exact playbook and then going back to it and making adjustments that will help you execute it better. That is the best coaching advice I could ever fucking give you. Okay. So now you have to understand that. The only way you win is if you build something piece by piece, brick by brick. It doesn't matter how many times you look at the blueprints, how many times you redraw them, until you put bricks down, nothing is being built. Your business, your life, yourself are no different. We lose as entrepreneurs and humans because we're all high achievers and we like to set ourselves up for failure because we're not afraid of failure. We're afraid of success. If we were afraid of failure, we wouldn't set ourselves up for it every day. Okay? we got to be honest with ourselves. We're afraid of success. Okay, Mine was too, and I'm speaking for all of you, but there's a chance it's landing because she's nodding in agreement with me a lot. Okay, <laughs> And so then what that boils down to is knowing that success is actually a predictable game. It is actually a predictable, measurable game because you would be hard-pressed if I bet you right now, and I would, I would bet you, and I'd be willing to bet you a million dollars cash That if all you let me do is you gave me an hour of your day, and I didn't do one thing of business, and all I was allowed to work on was your mindset, your emotional health, and your physical health, and you gave me an hour a day for 365 days, I bet you a million dollars cash that we could achieve any single goal that we put on paper. Would you fight me on that?
0: Oh, hell no. No. Oh, hell no, right? Yeah.
1: We know that. That's why we study the greats. We go look at their morning routines, we go look at what they do, but instead of looking at how they're doing it, we try to copy their workout and never execute it at the same level, okay? So we constantly do this because we know if we do these behaviors every day, they eradicate the oxygen out of our excuses. And we hate that because we're more comfortable in the story of the past than we are in writing the conclusion By just writing a new fucking page. You don't have to write a conclusion. You just have to start writing a new page and that one's going to write itself, okay? So this is how you do it. This is how every high achiever wins. And I'm going to tell you right now, the more successful somebody becomes, the more you have to protect these behaviors Mm -hmm. because it gets more and more distracting. So this is it. I created a model called the wedge of expectations because this is how you win. The reason you lose is everybody designs their day based on their best day and then pretends they're not going to get punched in the face. And the moment they do, the best day goes out the trash. So if I asked you right now, hey, Shelly, physical fitness is important. How often do you work out? You're like, oh, I work out five days a week, an hour a day, right? That's what everyone's going to tell me they want to do. Mm-hmm. But then here's what happens. You put it in your calendar and then something gets in the way of it. And then you only have 40 minutes. Do you go do a 40-minute workout, Shelly? Nope. You're like, nope, can't do the hour. I'll make up for it tomorrow, Right. Tomorrow never comes, and then there's another reason, and then you're back in reaction, right? So everybody who records a podcast or everybody who sells homes, I'm going to sell 12 homes this week. Okay, cool. I would let you say that if you didn't get to the end of the week and they'd be like, I'm such a fucking failure because I only sold nine. But if you're not grateful for what you get, you're not going to get any more, right? So we do this to ourselves constantly, right? Okay, I've, I haven't read a book in a year. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to read an hour a day. <laughs> no, you're not. Mm-hmm. I've been drinking seven sodas a day for six weeks. I'm going to go cold turkey tomorrow. No, you're not. No, you're not, right? You need to set yourself up to win because winning in life is only about progress. Les Brown said this in some fucking massive speech and he's like, I love it. He teased everybody. It's like practice makes and they're like, perfect. He's like, no practice makes progress because perfect doesn't exist. Practice does. And I was like, boom. Like, yes, that is the game, right? Because in this current moment, all we're looking at is where we were and where we want to go and we're finding a discrepancy. And in that moment, the only thing that solves any amount of discrepancy is an action moving forward. And we have to remove the roadblocks. And so what I do when I work with my clients is I have a Two tracks for them and I designed two workouts. I designed the the light keeper workout, which is like who they are as a human being, like you as a woman, irregardless of business. And then I designed the business workout. Okay. Mm-hmm. This one comes first every day. And if you ever ask me a question about this one and these aren't done, I tell you to go to hell until these are done and these questions magically disappear. It's this beautiful process, right? And so in that bucket, as a if you were a client of mine. I would identify for you your mind, your body, and your being in those three quadrants for me. And then I would identify your behaviors. And then I would ask you two simple questions. And so let's take physical fitness. So on your absolute dream day, if you were running the business of your dreams and you had as much time as you wanted, on your perfect day, how much time would you commit to physical fitness?
0: I would probably do 20 minutes of cardio and maybe 20 to 30 minutes of strength training.
1: Sweet. So let's call it an hour. Okay. Okay. Now... That's why entrepreneurs fail, because they ask that question and just that question, right? So that's your top. And then if I said, hey, how much time do you want to dedicate to your meditation mindset practice every day on a perfect day? On a perfect day, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Okay. So we have an hour for physical fitness, 30 minutes for practice. And then I'll call this being, well, let's call this personal development, giving back to the world. How much time? Gosh.
0: I I mean, if I'm in that state, I'd want to do... like like, So
1: Like this is like consuming personal development content, like working on your state of self.
0: Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. I would say another 30 minutes.
1: 30 minutes, right? So two hours total, right? So on your perfect day, you'd have two hours and let's say that's six hours of work, right? So then we're in a good place right now. We're happy. We're thinking about the future, right? We're having a conversation on a Zoom call for a podcast and we designed that day. We forgot that the moment you get off this call, you're going to get punched in the face 71 times.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? You're going to get a fire put in, boom, boom, boom. And then now the plan is to shit and it's already out the window. So now the second question, and this is the one that everybody hates on your absolute worst day, where every fear that you've ever had imaginable comes true. But in that moment, you know, you're not going to die. You're not going to take your life and you still are going to work. Knowing that those behaviors are the thing that are guaranteed to get you there. On that day, what's the minimum amount of physical fitness that you can commit to?
0: The minimum amount? Minimum.
1: Uh, I would say two hours. If that's the thing that's going to guarantee. No, 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 Like, no. no, Like I'm imagining like you walk out, your dog gets run over by a car. You get diagnosed with something.
0: It's not even on my radar.
1: Yeah, no, 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 but it has to be. What is Mm -hmm. the minimum that you commit to?
0: On physical fitness, I would say 20 minutes.
1: Okay, so let's go five. Okay. Could we agree that in that moment, that no matter how hard it is and you realize that your life is not over and you're not going to die, that you will not lose and you will have no reason to not go on a five-minute walk outside? That's fair. And could we agree that on the worst of days, if you could do nothing and all you did for seven days was go on a five-minute walk each day, that you would be a lot further off than if you did none of it?
0: A hundred percent, yes.
1: Cool. So then for every behavior, you have to go put in your floor. Mm -hmm.
0: So the ceiling
1: is your best day. The floor is your worst day. And this is where this game of integrity comes in. And this is just my story. Mm -hmm. I attempted to take my life. I overdosed on purpose. And I'm still here. And then I still suffered because I didn't realize that every day that I was believing my story, I was still committing suicide. I was just lying to myself on how I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I was no longer willing to kill myself. And that meant that every day I had to at least take one bite out of my future for that to be true. Because no one else is coming. And if I spend an entire day believing my past, I just chose another day of death that I don't get to spend with my son or my daughter or myself or the people I care about. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends that are not here that have died in front of me that would give any moment to have one of those moments back. And so that's the level of integrity I have with myself in the mirror because when I wake up in the morning, as a part of my stillness practice, the first thing I tell myself is that I just lost everybody in my business, my family, my friends, my kids, and everyone I care about. And what is the minimum amount of things that I can do today to earn them all back? And that's how I start every morning. So it starts there. And so, with every behavior, you have to recognize that, irregardless, no matter how hard it gets, you are the only person in the driver's seat. No one is coming. And so, when those moments happen, if you don't have a plan, nothing will happen except your feet getting cemented to the floor. So, for every behavior that's important to you, set a ceiling and set a floor and make a commitment that, at minimum, you will hit your floor every day for 90 days to six months. Knowing, sure as shit, that if your floor is a 10-minute walk outside and you're having a bad moment and you get 10 minutes outside, that you're probably going to go for another 20 or 30. And all you needed was a reason to start. And so I'm telling you that no matter which way you slice it, business and success is all measurable. It's inputs and outputs. There's core functions. There's processes. There's acquisition, sales, and retention. To believe that it's any more difficult is just a lie. You don't need any more tools in your toolbox. You need to realize that the person holding the tool is the only thing that matters, and you can't build anything if you don't fucking pick a tool up. Nothing. That's it. The end. Because if you tell me you want to own a marathon in 12 months, I don't need to be a running coach and I guarantee that I could get you to finish a marathon in 12 months and it would start with us walking outside today and then walking further and faster tomorrow and then further and faster tomorrow and then I guarantee you that's going to be way better than you watching running videos, reading running books, studying running mechanics and running theory and soul inserts and boom and then you invest $3,000 into a sport that you realize you're going to hate once you start training it. Just find the minimum bite every single day based on who you want to be, not on who you were.
0: Uh, Obviously, I hope everyone rewinds and listens to that. I know I'm going to again, and there's not too many podcasts that I've re-listened to. This is definitely going to be one of them. That minimum commitment, that minimum bite, it's so relatable to who you want to become in every area of life right? Like whether it's business, right? That business person you want to be, that mom, that wife, that, that relationship, that friend. We talked about that quote that I posted today from yep. John Wick 4, that friend, right? And, um, yep. it can be so much when we, sometimes when we think about who that person is and it's like, seems yep. so far away, how and, are we going to get there?
1: And here's what I want to say. I I, I, I I talked a lot and I summarized t- 30 years of trauma in 15 minutes. Okay, totally. So like totally. just to give context for people in March of 2020, after I considered I'd been through the hardest parts of my life. In March of 2020, now, mind you, in 2016, November of 2016, my wife was eight months pregnant, and we were three weeks away from bankruptcy. And I came home from the jungle, and I deleted 2 million social media followers and walked away from that company, okay? Mm -hmm. And then three weeks later, I accidentally became a consultant, and two years later, was massively successful again. And then, in March of 2020, rolling high, like multiple six figures of cash flow a month, and then COVID. And then my wife and i start fighting and then i lose everything again in 60 days and these things don't get fixed overnight and so i'm not saying this like i figured this out i actually went on a hike and i made a rule that i had to hike every day until i had a good idea and it took 37 days for me to say launch the podcast and that was my bread idea to replace a half a million dollars a month in revenue was to launch a show from ground up with no social media following years after I deleted all the followers as I've been the awes behind the marketing companies that nobody knew existed. That was my bread idea to make a ton of money. And you know what? It was the perfect idea because it was never about money. That was my confusion. And it was about me just documenting my process and leading by example and showing people what I was doing. And then magically here we are again. And now I own eight companies again, new ones that are all growing and scaling. And I'm just saying this because I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that it's ever easy because I'm telling you right now today, this last eight weeks has been the most challenging, darkest eight weeks of my entire existence in life. It never gets easier. My relationship to it gets better. And -hmm. you realize that you can just give it more coffee and it'll just sit there because the only thing that changes is your capacity to handle it and how you respond to it. And it's funny because it's a muscle That now I'm in love with flexing because the more I flex it, the more success I get. But yet it's the one that I was running away from when I was trying to be successful. Mm. And so that's the part of the game. And the reason I say this is not to try to simplify trauma work, not to try to eradicate anything that's happened to anybody. But to summarize the fortune cookie at the end of the day, no matter what, if you look at it from the whole level one is get an awareness of the trauma, then accept Forgive yourself and forgive them and then pick one action from the future. And the work starts working the moment those actions get into place. And so I'm not saying change everything, but every day, if you can just find one bite, you will be there so much faster than you could ever imagine. Because there's no point in waiting when you can practice it 600 times a day. And every time you practice it, it gets stronger and it gets better. And the only reason that happens is because then you get more confident because then it all breaks again 10 times bigger. And then you have to piece by piece it back. And that's growth. That's the hero's journey. There's a reason it happens in circles. We just forget that if you study any level of hero's journey, that once you slay the dragon, you miss the part where you have to come back and teach the entire village to integrate so then that your next dragon appears. And welcome to being a human being. And since I appreciate every breath that I take, I might as well play the game that I was issued.
0: So good, George. It's so good. That's
1: how I feel today.
0: Um, this, this has been like such a gift, um, this time. Me too. It's been such a gift because, um, I just really believe that what you share in your experience, in the way that you share it, it's got so much heart that I want that heart to transfer to other people. Right. And it is that forgiveness of yourself and all those experiences and life is cyclical man I tell you like we'd have to have a whole nother episode which I would not be opposed to but like all those cyclical things George like dang and it's like oh I'm prepared now it's not the same this new dragon. Oh, okay. Oh, this dragon looks a little different, but not really. But then but then it's here's the
1: what, Here's what's so funny is I even challenged myself calling them dragons, right? Because if I had to ask you, "Hey, do you want to spend the rest of your life numb?" would you say yes or no? <laughs> no
0: way. Yeah, no. no.
1: But no. yet w- we call the thing that we want to experience every day a dragon. Mm.
0: No. Cuz here's you're right. here's
1: here's what's funny. You've ever been on a roller coaster?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, the feeling you get in the pit of your stomach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever been in a car accident? Yep. You realize the feeling's the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The feeling's identical. It's the story that we tell ourselves. Once you realize that the end of this work is self-love and self-love is not a state of like existence. It's a active action. Mm-hmm. And really... My whole goal was I was one of the most ruthless men to myself in the world. Like I used to physically self-harm. I've broken my own nose, my own ribs because I was that angry and I never wanted to hurt people. So I hurt myself. That was after bulimia and sexual abuse, right? Like I I was the king of it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. Well, if I'm going to be mean to myself a thousand times a day, then I'm just going to be nice once and then twice. And then three times. And like there was a five-year period where I would rip through a, a packet of sticky notes a day. I would write down a negative thought, and I would cross it out and write down a new one. And I'm not joking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every single thing you want in your life, you can have, but no one else is going to put the bite in place. And if you want to run a marathon, and you've never won one before, you're going to have to start by taking the first bite. And so just get obsessively committed and know you're not alone because I am the same as all of you. We are no different. All of us feel this way. But it's not about me shining light or somebody else. It's about all of us not waiting for me to give you the permission slip to talk about what you really feel and thinking you have to change who you are every day. Because fuck if people don't accept who you are, but leadership is not changing who you are based on how other people try to dim you. And so I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to say it to you. If you're listening to this, it's not because I have your answer. It's because you are the answer and I just turned up your fucking volume.
0: It's, it's so good. Like I'm sitting here and it's just so good.
1: Because remember, there's only two roles in a relationship, leading and following. And if you're not leading, somebody else is. But I I'm will a- tell you one thing. I've never successfully navigated a vehicle from the passenger seat. So if you don't like where it's going, you either get out of the fucking seat and change it or don't open your mouth because nobody likes backseat drivers.
0: Okay. Real quick, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, somebody probably shared it with you, told you about it, or maybe you saw it on an Instagram story. Currently, the only way this grows is through word of mouth. I don't sell any ads or sponsorships right now, so my only ask to you is that you continue to pay it forward. However you found out about this podcast, that you do the exact same thing for someone else. So if it is leaving a review, sharing it in your stories, Literally, if you do that, it would mean the world to me and definitely throw some good karma out there for you and another entrepreneur. I'm speechless, which is hard to do sometimes, but I am speechless and you got me. And in such a good way, so many things that, as we are creating new leaders, right, and, and whether that's being a parent, right? Being a, a Just spouse. being a human. Being a human, showing others, leading. Yeah. Leading ourselves.
1: That's where it starts. Yeah. And that's the scariest place because you can't hide from your own excuses. So whether <laughs> whether we like it or not, right? And here's my hack, and this is what I'll end with number one if anything i said today landed for anybody i highly recommend you listen to my podcast uh shelly will tell you i basically give away everything i charge money for for free but it works listen to it trust me but i'm a massive fan of environmental design because i know i will trick myself out of my own behaviors and habits so my entire life is designed to help me accountable which i talk about but One little simple thing that I do is I have an office, I have a very large house and a couple properties, but above every single toilet in every single property I own is the same quote. And it is the quote about the grandson asking the Cherokee about life. And he says, well, there's two wolves. There's the evil wolf, which is resentment, guilt, anger, shame, fault, blame. Then there's the good wolf, which is joy, blank, 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 blank. And then the grandson at the end says, well, grandfather, which wolf wins? And he said, whichever one you feed. And so I pee probably 17 times a day, if that's TMI for all of you. I read that quote at least 17 times a day. And I've been reading that quote for that long, for about nine years. Do the math. It's not about picking it up in a book. It's about doing the reps every single day. And then you realize over time that you're a lot stronger at push-ups and you didn't even realize you were doing them anymore. So think about the music you listen to. If you're listening about rapping and hoes and bitches and cheating. Think about the shows that you watch about scandals and cheating and lying and wondering why you don't trust your customers and your business partners and your team members. You are constantly getting programmed by everything that you consume while you're pretending to tell me that you are who you want to be, but you are not. Because who you want to be comes from stillness and silence and plugging into that first and then putting that into the world, not consuming the world around you. And so just to prove a point, I learned this lesson because after an ayahuasca experience, it was shown to me that I had all the tools and I was afraid to use my voice. So I didn't consume any content for three years. No books, no podcasts, no music, only instrumentals. And then after three years, I only brought back instrumentals with shamanic music and positive personal development affirmations, and now that's all I listen to. And so you'll realize that it's not just the passive actions that you do every day. You can use your entire environment to turn you into who you want to be, and then you can just look back one day and be like, I have no clue how I got here. But remember, there's an entire world around you and every ounce of it has an influence over you. Every friend, every book, every song, every picture, every social platform. And there's a reason me and my friends aren't on social. There's a reason we don't consume content. There's a reason. And so just start paying attention because there's going to be lots of little hints for you in your lives.
0: And it all comes down to what we talked about in the beginning, choice.
1: Choice. That's it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard pill to swallow because remember, I used to weigh 270 pounds, but not once have you ever heard me say that the fork made me fat. So because true. I was not in a monogamous relationship with food. There was no cheating, only choices.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's
1: so funny how we say our food is cheating. Our food doesn't have emotions. No, we're calling it cheating because we're cheating on ourselves. Yep. And instead of calling it what it is, we say we're having a cheat meal. Instead of saying, I don't feel worthy of my vision that I said was important to me.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: I could do this all day, Shelly.
0: It's it's one of those things. I'm just like, and you, you and I think very similarly, um, especially in relation to health. You yeah. know, like a lot of these things are, are so... Mm-hmm.
1: And so listen, good. I do have I do have a hard stop in four minutes, so we can call it right now, but and, I just and we can do a round two. The only uh-huh. thing I'm gonna request though is that we record it in my studio and you have to fly to Montana because in in person's way better done done we We can use my studio and then I'll interview you for my show too, but we'll do part two.
0: That's fantastic. but I want to hold the tesseract that's right next to you.
1: Oh, so this is the small one. There's three other ones in the office.
0: Okay. I'm like the Tesseract. I was I can thinking even, about it earlier. I was like the box. And I'm like, what is it? It's a Tesseract.
1: So it's uh, I have to turn the, the voice reactive off because it gets really uh, distracting. But when I talk, I can make it respond to my voice. Oh. And then it only responds when I say things like loud noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my toys in my office. This is what keeps me happy. Oh, and just for anybody wondering, my podcast is called The Mind of George Show. Thank uh, you mindofgeorge.com the pinkest coolest website you'll ever see you should go check it out just so you see it um but I'll say this and Shelly knows this I'm sure she'll put it in the show notes but yep. but listen to me please go dive in but take something from this episode and put it into practice first right like the one thing that I don't ever want to be is more mental masturbation material for you I'm not shelf mm-hmm. help don't put me mm-hmm. in that bucket don't put me there. I hate that place. That is the one place to get me angry is take something I said, tell me it's important and don't do anything with it. Please, 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 please understand that the coaches that you're paying for, the content that you think you need, you don't. Practice the consistency in the behaviors first and put them into practice and just allow yourself the chance to win but keep taking bites out of this. I will, I will literally, I will be spitting this out at my own fucking funeral when you guys try to bury me. Like it's not going to stop. Mm -hmm. It's you. Mm -hmm. And when you see my slogan, when you see my tagline, the reason I trademarked relationship speed algorithms, it means everything. But it's not just about marketing. It's not just about anything. The way that I say it is that nobody, I used to famously say that nobody ever had a marketing problem. Everybody has a relationship problem with themselves, their team and their customers informed in that order. But at the end of the day, you have to recognize that you are a beacon of light. I use a lighthouse for a reason because that is the only thing that you can control. And the moment you think you can control a boat in the water, you turn off your light and everybody else dies. It is only you. It is your choices, it's your actions and your behaviors. And you don't have to do them with a smile on your face. You don't have to feel like rainbows and unicorns. You just have to, irregardless of how you feel, choose one bite from your future and any moment you can choose another one and no matter what know that you're not alone it's okay to feel the feelings it's okay to have sadness it's okay to have anger it's okay to have shame it's okay to feel bad and wrong and angry about things that were done to you and -hmm. those things that were done to you were not because you deserve them but now that you're aware of them they are your responsibility and you don't have to do it alone but the only way to do it is to be honest And when you start being honest with yourself, everybody else around you can get honest and help you. But I can't help you if you tell me you want help. And on the inside of your brain, you're telling yourself how big of a shithead you are because I can see it and feel it. You mm -hmm. are always the secret. Practice it, practice it, practice it. And the one little other hack I had because I was the worst and a shaman made me do this because I had a son and he said, could you ever look at your son and say to him the things that you say to you? And I'm like, no. And my son was four at the time. And he said, great. Go find me a photo of you at four years old. And then he made me set it as the background of my phone. And I said, I couldn't change it until I was no longer mean to myself. It took, it took two years. And then it moved from a photo of me to a photo of both of my kids next to each other. But I will tell you, when you pick your phone up on average 221 times a day. I just completely made that number up, by the way. 221 times a day. I'd have to check mine it's probably more that means every single time i'm looking at me when i was four years old and whether i knew it or not i was programming my subconscious just to be nice to myself and just to be nice to myself and just to be nice to myself because what you'll recognize is that every answer you seek comes when you're in a place of clarity and you can only be in clarity when you're nice to yourself and every time you've gotten yourself there even when you went the hard way and you got angry and you created collateral damage and then you surrendered and you saw you're like fuck I need to be here all the time. That's the place that we're talking about. That's the yeah. place that only you can go. Yeah. And you just have to practice being there knowing that you have the answers. No one can take anything from you. Nobody can change you and it might feel overwhelming and you don't have to do anything in that moment except not allow yourself to react to what's happening.
0: Yeah.
1: That's it. The pause button is probably the most powerful button that will ever exist when it comes to success. Because there is not one situation that I've ever encountered, including in combat, when people are dying, where pause was never warranted to get clear and choose the next step.
0: So that's what I got today. It, that's it. That's
1: it. That's all I got. That's it. Okay. I'm empty.
0: Wow. Um, gosh. My I... pink
1: boot. My pink boots ran out of fuel today.
0: Yeah. Well, um, you have that coffee. I know you've got a more important meeting to get to, but just like George mentioned, I'm going to link everything in the show notes. I don't listen. I'm very protective of the, of the time that I listen to different podcasts. I'm protective of who I listen to and, and where I'm investing my time. George's podcast is one of those. I actually just referred it to a friend who's a CV, CEO of a company. And so it is it is one I am not recommending because he is a guest. I am recommending because I use it. I get value from it, so I highly recommend that you do. There will be a link in the notes. Um, you can see his pink boots on his show. I got to see him in in real life and hear the story, which we'll save for another
1: episode. We will. But
0: um, George, I just got to say thank you. Of thank course, you.
1: thank you. And and for everybody listening, listen. Um, I'm either sorry or thank you uh, because you gave me the greatest gift that you could ever give me, which is your time, and I can't give back to you. And I'm sorry if you're the one percent that thinks I belong in a straight jacket. You're right. That's why I call my show The Mind of George Show, because I only share the safest parts with you. But no, it's all love, and I mean it. But um, you guys are incredible. This was a gift for me, and and thank you for having me. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for asking, um, for holding such space and allowing me to share. Um, we will get round two on the books. I'm stoked. And, and for everybody, Shelly will vouch for this and only knowing me for a short time. Uh, our doors are open. So on my website, on my podcast, you'll find my Instagram if you DM us. We will DM you right back. My team and I are here to help. That's it. Just to help. That is all we do. And I will tell you, our mission is simple. Our job is not to find our ideal customers, it's to create them, which means you get to win first. So Mm -hmm. anything we can do to help you, we are here to help you. So reach out. Don't be a stranger. Um, And anything that you need, if anything came up on this show, if you need an ear, if you need to share something that's never been shared, You can send that as well. Just send a message before it says, hey, I'm about to share something. I don't want anybody else to hear it but George and I won't share it. I no guarantee I respond, but if you need a safe space, it will come to just me and only me.
0: So great. George, thank you so very much. um, And thank you all of you for tuning in. Until next time, make sure you come back twice a week here.